Hello and welcome to the NCTM podcast. My name is Steve McCormack from the NCTM's communications team and with me today I have my colleague Debbie Morgan who's the director for primary mathematics at the NCTM. We're having this conversation in the middle of February 2022 just after or just before half term according to where you are in the country. Today we're going to talk about number lines and suggest a few ways you might like to use them in years one and two. Now, you might be thinking, this is a podcast. How's that going to work when I can't see what they're talking about? Well, that's a fair point, but we're going to give it a go using our powers of description and your powers of imagination, which is, after all, what we ask children to do quite a lot. If you're not driving or otherwise engaged with your hands and eyes, you might like to press pause now, get some paper, a pencil and a ruler to draw things out as we talk about them. But if you are driving or doing something, I hope it'll work almost as well if you can't do that. So let's get started. First, Debbie, um, what's the objective? We're going to talk about a specific type of use of number lines uh, um, rather than what teachers maybe have been using quite a lot in the past. What's the sort of objective in your mind of this sort that what we're going to talk about? What's the objective of using these with children? So my objective um, is is to is to use the number line not as a calculating tool that very often that's um, happened in the past um, where we've um, used the number line to add two numbers together, start with the first one and then bridge through 10. So so 26, for example, um, um, add add six, I, I add four um, to get me to 30. And then two more gets me up to 32. So we're not going to use it as a tool to do math with, but we're going to use it as a tool to understand relationships um, within mathematics. And I particularly draw attention um, to the um, non-statutory guidance published by the DfE in in, um, the summer of 2020. And there's a particular strand within those ready to progress criteria. um, And you'll notice that in year one, Um, It says reason about the location of numbers to 20. In year two, it says reason about the location of only two digit numbers. Year three, reason about the location of only three digit numbers. You've got the idea. So that word reason is really important. And we're going to use number lines so that we can reason um, about numbers and their location within that linear number system. Okay, well, let's get started. Let's we're going to talk in the next uh, 10 or 15 minutes about five number lines. And the first one I think you want to talk about is just a line with naught at one end and 10 at the other and nothing in between. Is that right? That's right. Yes. So let's just look at this line. Now, children can already count to 10 um, and they and you can ask them. What other numbers go between zero and 10? And they will tell you quite confidently in year one that we can have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, brilliant. Now, can you draw them on your line? What I what I will predict um, and you might want to draw them now. In fact, um, if you draw your line number line to zero to 10, um, can you can you put those other number lines, uh, those other numbers on your um, number line? So you're suggesting that you, a teacher just asks the children, OK, put put the numbers one to nine on this on this line. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what you will probably find 
is that they'll they'll bunch most of them up to the left hand side. They'll start quite confidently drawing one, two, three, four, five, six. They get to about seven and they're still not halfway along the line. So the last few, they will spread out eight, nine. Oh, now I've got to ten. So they won't be um, equally spaced. Um, that's because they haven't fully developed those spatial reasoning skills and fully appreciated that numbers on a number line need to be equally spaced. So we are drawing um, attention um, to it. Um, I wonder where you started when you drew, when you wrote your numbers um, one to nine along your zero to ten um, number line. Did you start at one or did you maybe start at five, the midpoint? of that number line, because once we've got five in place, then we've got a benchmark for placing the other number lines and, and having a better chance of getting them um, more equally spaced. So that's the first thing we need to draw attention to and teach children the midpoint. Of course, if they've got a, a strip of paper, then they can find the midpoint by folding it um, in half. Um, you might want to use um, two fingers. If you just imagine, I've got my two index fingers um, pointing uh, vertically um, and they're fairly close together at the moment. But I'm just going to spread them apart and I'm going to stop there. So I've got a gap between them. Can the child next to me put their finger where they think that midpoint? So plenty of practice at looking for that midpoint being outside in the playground and draw just drawing lines of different length can they place a teddy on that um, midpoint so getting that benchmark initially of that midpoint in relation to thinking where numbers fit within that number line of zero to ten so presumably I'm, I'm imagining a class of children year one the teachers ask them to do this looking around the room there will be all sorts of different ways in which the children have put one to nine and that I presume would be an opportunity for the teacher to open up a discussion and start asking questions and, and just get the children talking about what they've done. Exactly yes because what you want to draw their attention to of course is that those numbers should have been equally spaced um, within that and they're not and how can we get our numbers equally spaced and that's when you um, introduce the idea of the midpoint what number comes in the middle and then you're developing their spatial language as, as also um, by talking about um, in the middle halfway along the midpoint um, and looking at this um, um, spatial um, arrangement of where the numbers fit in relation to each other. OK, so that exercise, the children would have found out a lot themselves and the teacher would have found out a lot about about the children. So the next one we're going to talk about, probably on a different day in teaching, is, again, a line, naught at one end, ten at the other. But all of the numbers, one to nine, put in the right places by the teacher. So that's what the children would be looking at. Uh, and, and what might a teacher do with that? OK, first of all, can we identify um, the midpoint? Ah, oh, the midpoint is five. Of course it is. That's in the middle of my line. I already know that um, within that. And then and then playing some games such as um, um, true or false using the inequality symbols. So seven is greater than eight. True or false? Um, well, no, that's not true um, because eight's um, um, larger than larger than seven. 
but to justify their explanations. Children's explanations are really important. So can you prove that to me using your number line? Well, the number eight comes after. Again, we're back to that spatial language, comes after the number seven. Um, so therefore, um, eight is greater than seven. Seven's not greater um, than, uh, than, than eight. So they're justifying it. But also we're drawing attention to where the numbers fit on the number line that the larger numbers come to the right um, and the smaller numbers um, come to the left. And is there a, a sort of another game that a teacher might play? I'm thinking of a number, that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. So so I'm thinking of a number um, and my number um, come is 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 greater than five but less than seven. Of course, you can't the answer for me. The answer is six. Yeah, there's only one answer uh, to that. But then you might open it out um, a little bit more. Um, so I'm thinking of a number. Um, my number is less than five, but greater than two. So, so again, my orientation is directed to a particular part of the number line. Oh, and there's two possibilities here. Can we justify both of those? And of course, to, to nail it precisely, then we need some more um, information. So again, what I mentioned at the beginning, that word reasoning as to where the numbers fit within the number system um, is, 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 um, is, is being developed uh, for the children. OK, let's move on to the third line. Uh, uh, again, probably a different time, different week, maybe. We're back to the empty number. We've still got naught to the left, 10 at the end, both marked, but nothing, nothing in between at all. Based on what a teacher might have done in previous weeks, how, how might that uh, conversation start? Yeah. So again, we might we will be asking them to can we place our numbers uh, uh, one to nine um, on our number line? First of all, telling us what those numbers are. Um, well, we're very confident with those numbers. We know where those numbers go. But just maybe prompting them to think, hmm, are you going to start at one or where might be a better place? Of course, they know midpoints by now. So we're drawing on that so they can place that five um, as the midpoint um, on there. And then they've got a, a better sense of they've been thinking a lot about where the other numbers fit. So where do the numbers um, to the to the left of five? What are those numbers? Well, I need one, two, three and four there. So they've got a better sense of being able to space them out um, evenly and see where those numbers um, fit in the in the number system. And presumably, I'm imagining again a class of year one or year two children doing this and a teacher wandering around looking. Um, should the teacher be too, uh, too, too strict about all about? Oh, no, that's that 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 gap there. That interval there is not exactly the same as that interval there. No, no, no it's, it's not. It's not a measuring point that the, the, the real point of this is that children can reason where numbers sit in relation uh, to each other. You might want them to compare um, their their number line with their friend's number line and they might draw out the fact that actually um, this number line is slightly better because the number lines are more equally spaced and so we're drawing out that point about the equal spacing um, between um, those um, number lines um, within that context. Okay I'm going to bring out a point here which I, I think is important when children and indeed teachers put marks on number lines 
you do sometimes see children putting the the actual number, the digit in between the marks, don't you? Rather than absolutely on top of the mark. And that's something teachers need to, to, to watch, isn't it? It is, because actually children have already had experience of number tracks where we do place the number in between a space. Um, on a number track, if you can imagine carpet tiles um, with numbers, a very common resource being used in reception. Um, we line those up and the number is bang in the middle um, of each of each tile. So a number line is is, is different in that we are counting um, intervals. So the precision of where that number sits um, on the number line, um, just you know underneath or above the mark that's um, that's made. That's the only point that um, represents two. Um, for example, on that number line, because, of course, later what's going to come is 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 that even between one and two, there are other numbers. And so the so the precision of number lines is where that number sits, because we're going to add um, other numbers um, to the number line later on um, as we progress. Whereas on the carpet tile, that two sits in the middle because the whole of that tile um, represents the number two and we put it with number one we've got we've got that um, cardinal sense of the whole of that area then is represents uh, two we've got one two and we've got two tiles okay we're moving on to our fourth example now and that's uh, i think going to uh, enable the children to do a bit of practical work so we're imagining again a number line between naught and, and ten but we're going to add uh, measures we're going to say naught to ten centimeters um on a, on a piece of paper or a piece of card. So what's the what's the aim of introducing measure now to um, to, the, to a class? Yeah, well, of course, um, um, measures um, operates. Um, um, so when we talk about length, that is um, operates um, within within our linear number system. So a ruler is in, is in essence um, a number line. But even before we introduce the ruler, um, we could just introduce um, a strip of paper um, with zero to ten and make sure that that strip of paper is actually ten centimetres. Um, so children have got a realistic um, context and then with their armed with their strip of, of um, ten centimetres, can they find objects that are shorter than ten centimetres? Um, and then can they find objects that are longer than 10 centimetres. Of course, what we need to remind them to do is to line up their strip of paper so that one end lies at the end of the object. Um, and, and so we can, we can, so we're developing that accuracy that when we do use a ruler, um, we, we're developing um, that skill. And then moving on to can we find an object which is longer than five centimetres, but shorter than 10 centimetres. So we're getting a bit more precise about um, what those um, do. And we might even start to estimate, even though we haven't got other numbers on our number on the line, we might start to estimate that we think this is about seven centimetres because it's between five and ten, but it's not too close to seven to, to ten or it's not too close to five. So that kind of reasoning. Again, we're back to that word reasoning um, about where these numbers fit in the linear number system. And the five centimetre point brings back the midpoint, the whole midpoint yes. concept, doesn't it, which runs through the whole of maths. Yes. Yeah, precisely. Yes. Yeah. So we mark our five centimetres, let the children mark their five centimetres on their line um, so they can see that and appreciate that's the midpoint. So we're building on that midpoint again. 
and the reasoning element brings out the importance of language, children talking about the maths, using the right words, explaining what what is and what isn't happening. Yes, yeah, yes, ex ex exactly. And our work that we we've done on on the zero to ten number line, where we've where we were justifying, um, you know, um, why the, which whether um, seven is greater is greater than eight, or or the guess my number game. Um, all play into into this and build and build on this, build on children's reasoning and making sense of of how numbers fit into our linear number system. OK, right. The last uh, line we're going to talk about is it might be the same length on your on, on you listening to us, drawing it at home, starting at naught. It might be the same length as the one that we've had up to now with 10 at the other end, but we're going to put 20 at the other end. Um, and so how might that help a teacher move a class on, Debbie? Yeah, I'm going to ask, actually start you a step before that, Steve. Okay. I'm, go I'm going to suggest that we line up uh, two number lines, mm -hmm. one, one zero to ten, and one the same length, uh -huh. but, te but ten to twenty. Um, so, so we're placing um, each one horizontally with one above the other lined up and then asking, what do you notice? Well, of course, the digits zero to nine um, are mirrored on there. So on our zero to ten, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. On our on our ten to twenty, we've got ten. We've got ten and one, ten and two, which we call twelve, ten and three, which we call thirteen. So we can see that relationship between um, the numbers that come after ten and the numbers that come before ten. That there's just a repetition in our pattern um, of the of the um, number system. And then what we can do then, having recognized that relationship, then um, we can we can we can then um, find um, the midpoints. So we can see the midpoint between uh, zero and ten is five. We're very good at that. But we can transfer that knowledge as to where's the midpoint between ten um, and twenty um, there. And so the, and so they're transferring that. So we've now lined up our two number lines into a whole number line overlapping the tens. So we've now got zero to 20 number lines. So we can see our midpoint is now um, um, 10 on there. Um, and in a sense, is it is the midpoint in the same position as it as it was on our zero um, to 10 number lines when we were working with those? The answer is yes and no. Um, relatively, the midpoint is the same. It's always in the middle between our, our two our two endpoints. Um, but of course, it's a different number because this now represents a zero to 20 number line. And then moving on between that, can we mark the midpoint between zero and 10? Yes, we can. We know that's five. We're very confident with that. But can you transfer that knowledge to mark the midpoint between 10 and 20? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Oh, it's 15. Of course, it's 15. That five is coming again. That 10, 10 and five, 15. That ten, those 10 and a bit numbers, those tricky, tricky teen numbers are making sense to me and how they fit into the um, linear number system and how that's mirrored throughout the whole of our number system into infinity. Um, it's, it's quite a, a, a wow moment of making connections and making sense um, of our linear number system. Okay, that's 
Great. Thank you. Those are our five examples. One question has just uh, popped into my head. Uh, all of the number lines we've been talking about so far have had a, a fixed end at the left, a fixed end on the right. Uh, when, when and how might teachers start just acknowledging the fact that there are numbers way over to the left and there are also numbers way over to the right. When, when might that happen? Not not yet in, in year one and two? Or? Well, I think I think it depends on what our focus is. Our focus has very much been as to where numbers sit in relation to each other and particularly drawing out that benchmark um, of the midpoint. So to have a middle point, we, we, we need to relate to the end points um, to identify that middle point. But of course, number lines are infinite. And if we want to understand the infinity of the number system, which, of course, we do, another um, awe inspiring moment, I'm sure, then actually we can we can just extend our number line, maybe extend the right hand side. First of all, could we have some more numbers um, if we extended our number line? Well, yes, of course we can. The children tell you. Um, you know, if we've got and what I want a zero to 20 number line and we extend it a little bit, what might come next? Well, 21, of course, they'll tell you. Um, and so we can extend into infinity. Um, um, and, and when we want to introduce negative numbers, of course, we can extend our number line the other way. Now, children already have a good sense of, of seeing whole numbers on, on number lines and therefore um, that the next number is one more than the previous number. And so therefore going back um, one space um, from zero, well, that's going to be one less, isn't it? That's how our linear number system works. Of course, it's going to be one less. Well, what do you think we could call it? Well, you know, children might come up with all sorts of ideas and they might virtually get there and be able to tell you um, that actually, you know, it's 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 one it's one less than zero. It's this zero take away one. It's um, in various ways ending ending up with with its its um, negative negative one um, there. One less than zero is negative one. What do we think two, two less than zero is? They can tell you because they've been reasoning and they've been making sense of this all along. So suddenly negative numbers begin to make sense to them. They're using their reasoning and their sense making uh, within the context of this representation um, of the number line. OK, so we, we thanks very much. We, so we've looked at those five examples. Imagining this happening in years one and two, where, where in general terms, where is this going for the rest of primary school? Yeah, well, of course, the linear number system continues um, with, with, you know, with um, with um, numbers. So numbers in between um, zero and one. Um, and so um, we can either think of, of decimal numbers, probably starting with um, with um, tenths within that. And again, they mirror looking at a zero to ten number line and looking at a zero to one number line. We can see that mirroring of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, except this time we've got one tenth, two tenths, three tenths, four tenths, etc. Um, on that number line. So understand children typically find decimals really tricky. But seeing them as a continuation of our linear number system and seeing them in a representation that they're already familiar with and they already really know how this works and they can reason about numbers um, on there, um, then actually they can use that in the context of, of fractions, of course, you know, halfway between uh, zero and one. What do we call that? Well, we call it half, don't we? Uh, because it's halfway along. We've already been using using that um, language up till now. So they are particularly important um, for building 
um, other numbers and making sense of those other numbers so that actually we can work with those num other numbers and calculate um, with them. Great, thank you. And if, if there's a secondary teacher here or a year six teacher who knows a bit about uh, uh, key stage three maths listening, they will they will know that number lines exist right up through secondary school. So what we're going to do in another NTT podcast quite soon, I hope, is is get a secondary teacher perhaps a secondary colleague from the NTTM to talk about where number lines go in secondary schools. But for now, Debbie, thanks very much for giving us your time. And thank you for listening at home to this, whether or not you've been joining us, drawing things on bits of paper, or you've just been listening and using your imagination. We hope you've found that useful and given you some ideas of how you might introduce or augment or just expand your use of number lines with your classes at primary school. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you found that useful, please let your colleagues know. You can subscribe to the NCTM podcast uh, uh, to, uh, with your podcast provider to make sure you don't miss the next one when it comes out, because there will be another one. And uh, we will be back with another NCTM podcast very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.